Montreal Canadiens are one win away from the Stanley Cup Final on the verge of a pretty significant upset of Vegas. But never mind that. Matthew Kachuk might want out of Calgary, and that's what I'm going for today. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins, which comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. Yes, the Canadians did beat the Golden Knights 4-1, to putting the Vegas Flowers right on the edge. Did not see this coming. But Montreal has just all the moxie factor going on. In addition to Carey Price performing brilliantly. In addition to 35-year-old Shea Weber looking like he's absolutely hell-bent on getting a ring. Uh, it's been quite a sight. I've been impressed beyond words with what the Canadians have done to date. Not that they're through. They're not. They've still got to win another one against a team that's legitimately bigger, faster, stronger, more skilled, deeper than they are. But I'm not going to be betting against the Habs at this point. Also in Canada, <laughs> you know, there's no sport that inflates its reckless rumors. And when I say rumors, I'm spelling it with an O-U there at the end because that tells you that they're coming from Canada. Canada and the Canadian press in general love hockey rumors. They feed off of these things. They fill countless column inches in both print and in cyberland with hockey rumors. And I ignore... Oh, probably 99.99999% of them, including, including the one that emerged from Calgary, Alberta yesterday that, get this, Matthew Kachuk might want out of Calgary, might want to leave the Flames. Think about what that's saying, okay? Think about how limited the scope of that is as news. He hasn't told anybody he wants out. No one has suggested that he wants out. No one's even hinted at it. In fact, not a single reputable outlet, whether in Alberta or the Canadian national media or any media anywhere, reported this. All that happened was someone said one thing on the internet, and it just went like wildfire everywhere. Why? Well, that's something we've been talking about on this show ever since the Penguin season ended. Remember when Ron Hextall was talking about his wish to make the Penguins become a, a, a bigger, tougher team while at the same time retaining uh, their speed and their skill? One of his remarks, maybe his most pointed remark of that session was that, quote, 
there aren't a lot of those guys out there, end quote. And he's right, there aren't. And the morning after he said that, I said to you on Daily Shot of Penguins, the Kachuk brothers aren't about to become available. Well, I was reminded of this remark by more than one listener yesterday and into last night. And I'm here to point out all the more today that these guys aren't out there. They're not available. There is no earthly way the flames move a Matthew Kachuk. They will find a way if something actually is wrong. And I understand this is all hypothetical here. I'm not lending credence to the non-report. But if something like that were to materialize, you go to Matthew Kachuk and you say to him, son, what do you need? What's your problem? And he says, well, I, I don't like this or I don't like that or the Saddle Dome is 500 years old and nobody really cleaned it out ever since the flood a few years ago. And, oh, by the way, I also hate the head coach. Okay, well, listen, kid, there's not much we can do about the, the dome you know, we're looking into a new building, but we can we can try to look at different options, you know, at some point or other for the coaching or to try to bridge whatever misunderstanding might be in place. But you don't let someone like that go because they are precious. They are valuable. And the Penguins aren't going to get a hold of a Matthew Kachuk any more than all of the Leafs people who were flipping out over this yesterday because everyone who's ever any good in hockey who becomes a part of a hockey trade rumor is invariably headed to Toronto because John Tavares did that one time. The Penguins need to craft one of their own of these types of players. And no, it's not going to be Matthew Kachuk. It's not going to be either of the Kachuk kids. It's not going to be Keith Kachuk coming out of retirement. But it's going to be someone who's probably already in the fold. I've been advocating here on the show for a while now, giving Radim Zahorna a chance. He's not that player. I'm not putting him in that category. But he's bigger, and he's skilled, and he's fast. For his size, he's really fluid. I've been advocating giving a chance to Anthony Angelo. He's big. He's fast-ish for his size. Has some skills. Nothing in great abundance. He's not as mean as they want him to be, from what I've been told from the inside. He's not as mean as Mike Sullivan would like him to be. And that's been impressed upon him. But I have seen players who weren't mean manufacture it pretty well. I don't believe that meanness has to be an innate thing. You can find a way to be mean in a hockey context. If you want an example of that, look at Scott Mayfield from the Islanders. I never, ever saw that guy, and understanding that I'm watching him from afar, be anywhere near 
as mean as he was in that Penguin series. He did some rotten things. You know, a lot of things that he wasn't penalized for, but stuff that was just flat out like, really, dude? Why? Somebody instilled that in him. Maybe it was Barry Trotz. Maybe it was one of the assistants. Maybe it was like, I don't know, his parents or his brother or whatever it was that did it, but something triggered. And he instantly became a much more effective playoff performer for it. This can happen. Sometimes it takes a player facing uh, blowing a career, blowing a chance to be in the NHL, but to stay in the NHL. With some guys it works, with some it doesn't. My understanding is that the coaching staff tried a lot of this same button pushing with Mark Jankowski last year, telling him flat out, dude, you're not going to be in the league. You understand you're not going to be in the league next year unless you show some additional life out there. Didn't make a difference. Nothing, nothing was going to activate this guy's controller. I mean, he was just out. The Penguins would do really, really well to internally find and or create their own Matthew Kachuk. The one that's out there isn't coming here. When we come back, just one question. time for just one question that's brought to you on this program always by the greater pittsburgh community food bank where they are committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western pennsylvania they in turn need your help go to pittsburghfoodbank.org spell it all out pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how you can make a difference question today comes from one of the better monikers we'll have on this show as long as Flyers don't win. Wow. Question is, how about giving a kid a shot on Sid's right wing? Like Samuel Pullen, right winger with some size, shoots the puck. I know he's unproven, but so was Jake Gensel and everyone else at some point. Keep the strength down the middle. Now, our questioner here, for anybody who doesn't know, is referring to my opening segment yesterday on a show suggesting that the Penguins at least give thought to moving Jeff Carter to Sid's right wing as size, while at the same time, doesn't take away a shred of skill or speed. As we all saw, the guy can still play. I'm going to take one factual issue with your question the way you worded it. Poulin's a left winger. Everything about him is a, is a left side player, including being left-handed. But even within that, since you brought up Jake, maybe you'd be okay with him taking Jake's spot on the left side. I don't believe that's going to happen. I don't. Sid has waited a long time, not to make him sound like he's pampered or anything like that. He is who he is. But he's waited a long, long time for a left winger with that kind of skill to understand his game implicitly. Sid and Jake are the duo. It's not that Jake is on Sid's line, or certainly not vice versa. The movable piece on that line is Brian Rust. 
I'm saying this not based on my own viewpoint, but based on uh, something that Mike Sullivan cites a lot, and that is the coach's view, other than the Teddy Bluger line, everybody else is a pair. Everyone else is a duo, and the wingers can slide around. Uh, so on the second line, for example, it's Evgeny Malkin, Kasperi Kapanen, and blank on the left side. So Rust would be the guy that would be the more movable of the two. I don't believe for a second that Jake is going anywhere. I don't believe that he's going to be part of any kind of trade. I do think you can look at other options if you're Hextall. I do believe that Glenn and Nathan Legere and other prospects will be given a look at training camp in September but I don't believe for roster depth reasons and pursuit of the cup reasons that they'd be able to pull off making the team out of camp barring some stirring, remarkable performance that would just force everyone to stand up. Now, that, that's not without precedent. We've seen that happen in hockey. We've seen it happen uh, in Pittsburgh. But it's also not common. And where Poulin is concerned specifically, since you only brought him up, Poulin needs to develop a 200-foot game. He's not that golden in the offensive zone where you can just say, you know what, we'll deal with all of his shortcomings because he's just so spectacular on offense. He's not. He's got a lot of promise. He's got a lot of potential. He's got an NHL-ready frame, which is one of those things that's uh, it's, it's a little bit confusing when you see him first show up, even after he was drafted, and you go, wow, I mean, he just looks like he's ready to go. He's not one of these you know, kids that show up with the skinny faces, and, and, and you're wondering what they're even doing out there, and you think that all they're going to end up achieving in that training camp practice is to ask Sid for his autograph. So he's always looked like he's ready. Same thing with Legare, by the way. Legare is is just he's just a, a a built kid and has been that way. Both have that look about them, and and they both performed that way in these camp sessions. But Pullen is really lost at times, at different points on the rink, and that'll just never fly with Sullivan. That's not Sullivan. Uh, hating kids or anything like that. Uh, when Sullivan has a, a younger player who can play and who can be responsible, Sullivan has no problem uh, sending him over the boards. Poulin, I believe, will benefit greatly. And the same goes for Legere. From a year, maybe a full year or more, in Wilkes-Barre. And both of them, by the way, are required to turn pro this fall. So that's not even going to be an option they can't go back to junior so i appreciate the question i appreciate everybody listening uh, hey, let's do another one of these tomorrow.